Hey there, I'm Rupa Shinoy, and this is Otherhood. A friend of mine sent me a link to this video the other day. It starts with this music and three kids in separate shots, taking a seat in front of a white background. And these kids, I mean, I like kids, but these kids are darn cute. They have big eyes, earnest expressions. They are factually adorable. Abdi is 11. His black hairs buzzed short and his ears stick out. Nine-year-old Sarah has long brown, curly hair, cute gaps between her teeth, and a skeptical expression. Rattles nine, too. He has a mini pompadour, like a little Elvis. Scarlett's the youngest at seven. Her hair's pulled back into two ponytails. From off screen, a voice asks each kid where they're from. They say Denmark. Looking around with expressions that say, what's this about? Denmark. Sarah's face is like, duh. The voice says, are you sure? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. The voice says, why? And they say, um, because I was born here and because I was raised here and because they have friends here. Sarah kind of rolls her eyes. And the voice says, No, you're not Danish. Rattle, the little Elvis, asks, Why not? The voice says, People can't just come to Denmark, have kids, and say that those kids are Danish. Rattle thinks about it, smiles a little, and says again, Why not? The voice doesn't say anything, and Rattle just stares at whomever's behind the camera, getting sad. Sarah reacts the same way, confused and suddenly unconfident. Abdi says, But I feel Danish. Scarlett, the youngest, starts to cry. She looks at someone behind the camera, a little resentfully. Then she tucks her head down and curls to her side, trying to hide. Some words appear, superimposed on the background. They say, politicians, please remember who you're talking about. This episode is the backstory to those words written by Scarlett's father, who shot the video and has been accused of child abuse because of it. We'll get to that. But first, I'll explain why I identified like crazy with these kids. Any kid of an immigrant who resettled across the world over the last 50 years probably would too. Because Scarlett's just at that age when we begin to understand that people see us as different— and they really want to define whatever that is. As a kid, I saw that people don't like things that don't fit into neat categories. So I understood the importance of categorizing myself. And it was really sad to me that, at first, I couldn't. Family in India told me, straight up, I wasn't Indian. I didn't walk or talk like an Indian girl. I looked people in the eye. I didn't know my place proudly. But Americans seemed to question my Americanness too. When I was a kid, people seemed to ask me a lot if I felt more American or Indian, and being something in between didn't seem like a satisfactory answer. I had one solid thing to fall back on, one solid thing to hang on to, and that was my American citizenship, granted at birth in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I understood how important it was. My parents talked a lot about me being the only person in the family who could be president. Because in the U.S., any citizen of any culture is American. 
In Denmark, that's not necessarily the case. Scarlett is a citizen of Denmark. But last month, the Danish parliament issued a statement that seemed to say only those immigrants and their children from Western countries really count as quote-unquote Danish. These were the exact words. Quote, Today, there are areas in Denmark where the proportion of immigrants and descendants from non-Western countries is over 50%. Parliament believes that Danes should not be in the minority in neighborhoods in Denmark. Unquote. When I saw that, you can't not get worried. There's a very fine line between politicians coming out with statements like that and then suddenly, you know, families like mine need to start, you know, living in a specific part of the city. Do you get what I mean? This is Scarlett's dad, Alex Sabor. He was born in Tehran and took the statement from Parliament personally. Even though some lawmakers apologized for the wording, saying it was clumsy, Sabor felt like he had to do something. So he put his own kid and the kids of some friends in front of the camera. Anybody who has a foreign background who watches this video instantly, and especially if they were raised in Denmark instantly knows what it is that these kids are going through. Because if you're born in Denmark and you're not of fair skin, you're gonna be told you're not Danish. And that's gonna be hammered into you. So this is me capturing a moment where I tell them that, hey, you're not Danish. In order to show show and, and give a very clear and honest picture to the people who are on the other side of that screen about who it is that they're speaking to. The video went viral the same day in Denmark, and it, it received, I mean, for a country like the, the, the size of Denmark, which is five million people, it received a million and a half views in the first 24 hours. So it definitely sparked up a very, very heated debate about, you know, what's Danish and what's not Danish. Sabor thinks of himself as Danish, even though he was raised in California by his mom before moving to Denmark in 1997 to be with his dad. Now he's a 32-year-old creative guy for an ad agency, married to a woman who immigrated to Denmark with her family from Brazil when she was a toddler. Back then, Denmark was a liberal place with a generous welfare system, praised by the likes of Bernie Sanders, with a history of protecting the weak, like Jews during World War II and people fleeing communism during the Cold War. My perception of Denmark has been changing as I've gotten older. I don't really recall having to deal with you know, things like racism or discrimination, or xenophobia maybe you know, 10 years ago in the same way that I deal with it now. Things changed. Denmark's taken a hard line with refugees fleeing Syria. Over the last few years, it put ads in Arabic newspapers telling them to stay away. The country passed a law allowing officials to seize the personal valuables of refugees to compensate for the cost of their care. Of course, you know, I love Denmark. I'm very happy to, to be living here. But at the same time, the state of, you know, how foreigners get treated is, of course, getting a lot worse. The rhetoric from the government side, of course, we have a very you know, right-wing government in Denmark has really affected how people look at foreigners, treat foreigners, and in that way, it hasn't been going very well. You, you, don't, you never know what's going to happen. I think it's ridiculous that a family like mine has to have an emergency, you know, 
exit strategy. Like, oh, okay, what happens if it hits the fan and they start rounding up Muslims and throwing them in camps? What do we have to do then? While her parents were considering questions like that, Scarlett's growing up. Sabor keeps contrasting her childhood with the one he had in California. So Scarlett was four years old the first time she asked me, Dad, where am I from? Same thing as she's come home crying, saying my, my, my wife is, is uh, dark-skinned from Brazil. She said how oh, the kids called her a cannibal from the jungle and that she eats people. When I had converted to Islam in 2014 and she went and told the kids at school and they told her, well, yeah, now your dad's a terrorist. And she was very sad and was crying about that. And it's not like she's deaf. She has heard stuff on the television. I did have to tell her when we had to cancel our family vacation because, you know, Trump said that, you know, people with an Iranian background were no longer, you know, welcome to come to the United States, even though we're Danish citizens now. And like in the U.S., when I was living in the U.S., I was an illegal alien my entire time that I was living there. And I was living there for 14 years. And every morning I would take the Pledge of Allegiance and I don't recall, and I had conversations with my mom, not a single time in my childhood that I ever asked my mom about being Muslim, about being a foreigner, because in the U.S. you get embraced, right? You come into the U.S. and you know what? You're American. That was true for me. I mean, it was tough growing up different in Iowa. But no one ever questioned my Americanness because the word American doesn't necessarily imply one specific culture. But it might not work that way with the word Danish in Denmark. I tell people, like, you know, when, when they say, well, you know, the Muslim culture isn't Danish culture. I'm like, well, you know, I, I understand that and I'll accept that as an answer. But then again, if Danes don't want to accept all cultures and mixing in with cultures, then there's a lot of other places that we have to look where there's more influence. I mean, let's go and look at the kids. What are they dressed like? They're dressing like Drake and they're dressing like The Weeknd. And they, you know, I mean, being vegan isn't a, or, or a vegetarian isn't a Danish thing. But look at how many people are doing that. And, you know, practicing yoga and mindfulness, that's not a Danish culture either. So, I mean, we're very, very influenced. Technology has brought us all close together. So, it's a different world, and there's a group of people that don't want to accept and are out of touch with the fact that the world is changing, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's how I look at it. People have attacked Sabor for using children to make that point. From my perspective, I think it's very strange that people were concerned about the children's safety. So people were taught, I mean, there was a lot of this, is it okay to use kids in a, in a political debate? And that that's straight, you know, political spin doctoring. You know, Scarlett doesn't, she hasn't seen any of the stuff that's happened, you know, afterward. And of course, you know, we keep, we're, we're I, I know all the kids very, you know, since they were, since they were babies and I know their families very well. So, you know, we have a, a daily dialogue with everybody to make sure everything is okay. There's been death threats. There's been, uh, there's been a lot of, you know, very, very, you know, very ugly comments. I've had things sent to my house that I'm not particularly happy about. Do you think this might change something? I've seen some instances. I've had a lot of people write me that said, well, you know, to be honest, 
you know, I typically like swing a little con- on the conservative or a little, I'm, I'm a little on the right wing. But now that I've seen this, you've put it into perspective. The vast majority of, of response to the video has been actually very positive. I've heard like of some schools in Denmark now that are showing this video to the students, like elementary school students, to show them. It's actually it really hurts to ask that question. Hey, where are you from? Or telling people that you're not Danish or to put people in boxes like that and to, and to have a debate about it in schools. I thought that was a really beautiful thing. I don't know if it's going to change anything and it probably is going to change absolutely nothing. I would ask you, why do you continue to live there? But the answer is it's your home, right? I, I do have the opportunity to, to move. I have a, a good job and I have an education and I'm recognized in my field, so we could very easily come to the States if that's what we wanted to do. And honestly, I would love to move back. I love the U.S. as well. But is it going to be much better over there? And that's one of the things that we've been talking about, you know. Are we better off in a Trump U.S. than in Denmark? And And I don't know. What choice do we have? I mean, if we look all around the world, I mean, how I'm feeling as a Muslim man in Denmark my plight is the same as a Muslim man in Holland, but the same as a Muslim man in Idaho. I mean, it's the same story. I can't help seeing all of this from Scarlett's point of view. When I was her age, I was kind of an outsider in my own family. My dad, mom, and older sister had all come over from India together, and they had things in common from there and from being really poor and scratching together a new life in the States. They had that immigrant grit, but they wanted a different life for me. I wasn't from somewhere like them. So the American identity became my haven. If I had been denied that, I don't know who I would have been or who I'd be now. It's frankly a terrifying thought, I didn't realize until I saw Scarlett crying that what she's experiencing now is my worst nightmare. We're still in March, and that means it's still Tripod Month here at PRI and at public radio stations across the country. Recommend podcasts to each other and to me by tweeting with the hashtag Tripod, T-R-Y-P-O-D. This has been Otherhood from PRI. Thanks for listening, and happy spring. Dum-a-do-dum.